Hello everyone, welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. I hope you're very well, I hope you're very well indeed. I am very well, my name is Stephen Hill, I am the host and, well I'm 50% of the host. I was going to say. Yeah, 50% of the host. Uh, I'm also my own man, but (laughs) together... Every week, I become one living organism oh, with uh, this man here, Renfrey Deadman, who Hello. sits to my right. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm very happy about being part of the organism. Good. You feel like sort of like cap- like a sort of alt rock Captain Planet, aren't we? Sure. I'll Post go with that. rock and metalcore. When post rock and metalcore combine, <laughs> they become you, the Riot Act podcast. Are you representing metalcore? I wouldn't. Well, I have to, don't I? You certainly won't. <laughs> Um, there is some metal core on today's show. Actually, well, exactly, so. exactly right. Yeah, so okay. yeah, there will be. Um, on this week's show, uh, we're going to be reviewing new albums from Rotting Christ, Crystal Lake, and Danger Face. Uh, we're also going to be talking about. I think was it the biggest ever extreme metal, indoor extreme metal gig this country has ever seen? I guess it must be, mustn't it? I can't think of a bigger one. Mm, um, it's at least the joint the biggest. We'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about if it could be the biggest later on. But we went to see Behemoth at the forum. Mm. Now let's not get too excited just yet. We have to talk about our good friends at Musicism. So Musicism.net is the place where you can go to get all of your courses to become a better singer, songwriter, um, guitarist, uh, producer, um, person. Yes. Um, just general, just general goodness over there. Yeah, say nine ninety nine a month, or if you go over to the old checkout, then um, you can uh, you can get twenty five percent off if you yeah. put in the code Riot. Yeah, at the checkout. in capitals. You have to go to the checkout regardless, but there is yeah. a, there is somewhere where you, you might can as well a while you're there. <laughs> you might as well you put Riot in, uh, unless you're a sadist uh, or you've got shitloads of money, or you just want to give the good people music give them two pound fifty. Yeah. Yeah. If you do want it, if you if you if you're feeling flush, then this is the week to be feeling flush. Oh, very in it, Renfrey, so. because yeah. um, we've got merch. Whey! We've got actual merch now. Um, we asked everyone on Twitter uh, what merch uh, we should we should have. Yeah, thank you um, very much for your response. There were some suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were. Uh, I definitely want a shirt that says "Are you going to apologise to architects?" on the back. <laughs> Definitely, definitely do. I'd be. I think we should definitely look into that. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. should for sure. But at the moment, we um, basically they're just kind of logo t-shirts. We we got logo t-shirts in various colours. We have uh, pin button badges. We have a drawstring bag, a mug, a snap bag. <laughs> Um, uh, as in, as in, like a base, uh, 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 baseball a baseball cap. cap. Yeah, 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 I think people knew that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Um, we have a beanie. We have a large sweatshirt. We have a unisex hoodie, which mm-hmm. is pink. I used to rock a bit of salmon back in the old, <laughs> back in my twenties. <laughs> is Renfrew. that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Rock yeah. a bit of salmon. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I cool. did. Um, I look pretty ridiculous. To be I fair, don't think but I've ever rocked salmon. No, mate. I, I. No offense, but I can't see you in pink. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm gonna leave that there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've got uh, we've got uh, hoodies. We have got um, uh, this is all the same stuff. Hoodies and bit, I'm scrolling I think, down. It's different colours. They're different colours. We have well, yeah. we have we've actually provided several different sort of t-shirt options because we're yeah. aware 
you know, some people basically want to pay a little bit more for better quality or they want to pay a little bit more for having more organic kind of options or whatever. So there are actually several different options. So if you're a cheapskate, you can just get a shitty tea. Not not that any of them are shitty, of course. <laughs> um, or, you know, you can pay a little bit extra and get like a nicer right. poly. I mean, I don't know what is happening with clothes. He's not got one of these, ladies and gents. I've not got guy. one, no. He is not. If you do want to rep for Riot Act, uh, with a badge or a t-shirt or a hat or a mug or a drawstring bag <laughs> then you can do all of that as I said sh- um, HTTPS colon I won't do that it's shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash riot hyphen act oh I tell you what we are going to provide a link to it on the website so it's absolutely fine oh okay I wondered why I was really, really like this <laughs> ludicrous fucking... I wonder ludic- if we should do that again. <laughs> no, no, no. People like that, don't they, when we fuck up? Yeah, they do love yeah, it. Yeah, it happens so often. Um, just if you Google Riot Act podcast, it's going to come up, isn't it? I mean, I don't even know why you need it. It used to be back in the day when it was like www.hhp dot colon semicolon four sites like all that shit. You don't need that anymore. Great days. Yeah, Great right. days. those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. Um, anyway. 8-bit. Mo- mono yeah brow track what yeah. anyway brow. um our special with neil fallon went out this week you spoke to neil fallon that's finally gone up yes good chat with him he's got a deep bloody he's got a much oh, deeper voice than he's really got a, does. he's like proper right down there isn't he but what yeah. a, ni- yeah, yeah, what a yeah, nice yeah. man what an interesting it was, man it was really fun yeah, yeah. like re-listening to it because we did it um back in december yeah, and re-listening to it i was like oh yeah this was really fun mm. um yeah he's just great he was a really lovely gentleman as you'd expect him to be yeah and he's very good and we spoke about our five favorite neil fallon performances as well at the end of that that show so that is up now that is for everyone and anyone and uh it's completely free of course but if you do wish to contribute uh on our patreon page which we would um suggest that you do just so that you know you can laugh at the people and i go scum scum taking money out of our pockets like in our time you don't care about what we do i've never done that but i'm gonna start doing it now uh patreon.com forward slash right act podcast you can help us out financially and you will get involved in the rioters review which um i think will be uh now strolling on on to us doing hawkeyes possibly yeah at this um, point we have just for the for the patrons uh frank turner has just come out okay keep my bones yeah um, so the free one oh god i don't know where we are the free one will next i believe will be nick cave hey there we yeah, go so next week you'll get a nick cave chat hmm. the first of a couple of nick cave chats that we've got coming up yeah, we've yeah, got a special yeah. with winston from parkway drive coming He's up as well talking about a lot frankly especially with devon townsend we've also going to be doing a writer's review on devon townsend we're going to be doing typo negative we're going to be doing the mars volta much more other stuff as well and if you want to have any um uh, kind of early access to that then as i said go and give us some money on patreon and also you get to um put your suggestion in which we will listen to and eventually i'm sure one day get to yes of course shitload of stuff coming up isn't there well, a lot of stuff this intro it? has become very long it has isn't it? but I that's think fine we need to get less stuff <laughs> <laughs> well there's plans um, for more if anything but yeah, yeah. we'll see uh mate we, i was gonna Hello. talk about this um so as we speak today as we record this on tuesday the 12th of 
February. I have just had uh, something go out, and I'm bringing it up really because I'd like people to read it because I'm actually quite proud of it. Uh, basically, I wrote something for Metal Hammer, which it's is a Metal good. Hammer piece, and I'm sure um, uh, Merle and the gang won't mind me uh, sending people over to their Merle website. and the gang is that cover version of Cool and the Gang, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. Merlin does a tribute band to Cool and the Gang. It's very good, yeah. I have to say. Mm. Really, really impressive. I did a piece, and it's got uh, uh, maybe it's slightly misleading headline but it says <laughs> metals women are finally given the platform to provide some fresh perspective in metal metals most interesting voices are all female and it's about time i wrote that that is quite a triggering <laughs> quite a trigger for a lot of people it ended up as a headline being just really 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 triggering a headline turns a out of babies turns out some of the internet don't um, like women. And obviously I have form on this, um, but let's not go into that. <laughs> um, so just but... to kind of very, very briefly paraphrase, and I would like you to go and read it. Um, I was inspired, I think, by, you know, the Ithaca album came out, the A.A. Williams EP mm-hmm. came out, Reba from Code Orange got her own signature guitar, mm-hmm. which was good. Signature ESP. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, we've got the Employed to Serve and Venom Prison albums coming out soon. And I was just thinking about how great... Um, all of the music over the last three years, three, maybe four years that I've been listening to is, and I had a day where I just listened to loads of music that I really, really loved. And it wasn't that I just only listened to, you know, bands that were female fronted or or sort of highly, you know, like mostly comprised of women or anything. But I was listening to a lot of music and I was like, when I think about my favourite albums, Code Orange and Fucked Up and the ones that I mentioned as well. I mean, obviously I didn't get to mention kind of Fucked Up and Milk Teeth and Nervous and all those other bands that I really, really like as well in there. And, And I was like, bloody hell, like the through line in all this sort of really unique music is... Not just the fact that, oh, isn't it great women are making music, but I just thought, and I think I've said this a bunch of times, I think it's really great that a female, a very, very feminine outlook in is, that, that we've seen in other parts of music is now being melded with the really, really great heavy music. Mm. And I just believe that that has never happened before. Mm. And I think as a scene... Metal and heavy music is always looking for what's the next evolution, what's the next thing that can be done. And and it feels like, it almost feels like speaking as a woman from a woman's perspective and really putting a very, very uniquely feminine stamp on your music almost feels like the last remaining taboo in metal. Do you know what I mean? There's no men have cross-dressed, men have talked about doing d- terrible debauched satanic awful things before like all that's and maybe not even a taboo is the right thing it is again still possibly not the right word either it feels it feels fresh and it feels to me yeah. like i think people who are i mean you know i'm gonna be really clear about this i've had some ridiculous comments i've had some lovely comments as well i am i don't have previous form of being some sort of equal rights campaigner i am not the sort of person you know I'm, I'm obviously i'd like to think that i'm just a decent human being but i'm fairly politically inactive i'm fairly socially you know much the not my shame but like it's not something that i feel like i have the energy a lot of the time to really dive into because it can get it's so polarizing and depressing at the moment that i actually feel a bit like oh i I'm a bit of a head in the sand sort of person. So when I wrote this, to me, it was the same as writing 
You know when you when you melded rap and metal for the first time, you went, mm. "Wow, this sounds mm-hmm. really exciting." Mm-hmm. I am. I was solely, really, solely interested in, and I think that's what most. I think that's what all artists want, isn't it? They just yeah. want to be. They want to be taken for the art that they make. They don't want all this other, uh, you know, uh, other extraneous things to be. Nobody wants to be looked at in a band and go, "Oh, they're really good," you know for kids yeah, yeah or for yeah, exactly. whatever do you know what i mean yeah. so i didn't read it i didn't write it with the intention of it being a kind of a statement to rile up the alt-right but it seems to have done that a little yeah. bit on, on the on the metal hammer facebook page I, I people think, who haven't read it have just gone mental yeah i think it's kind of interesting in that one of the things that you picked up on on that article was um sort of the lyrical content of a lot of these bands who are fronted by women um is far more interesting and far yeah. frankly just far better than a lot of the lyrics um from uh bands fronted by men and i think obviously that's a huge generalization but mm. i think in the main it's true and i think i mean i'm sort of talking off the top of my head here but like my feeling on, with that is maybe it's because if you have a part of society half of society who are oppressed for so long in a certain genre of music or something like that maybe something genuine Mm. some genuine anger and resentment is going to come out of that and anger as we all know is a gift thank you thank you mr and um it's uh we've just heard inspirational yeah we've we've heard i've heard so many oh and i've interviewed so many bands where some dude is going oh you know we're really like the world's fucked and you know we just want to kick back and the government tells you what to do and yeah and as an interviewer you don't really know what you're not really saying anything you just feel like you need to go yeah fuck the man so when you listen to the Svalbard album Mm. of course you listen to that and go fucking hell that is somebody who has like is going pinpoint that is what I think and fuck that and that's much more interesting and much more inspiring and the, the the pin the pinpoint accuracy of Serena's targets on that last Svalbard album is the most um, yeah it is possibly the best thing about it you know specifically going towards unpaid interns or towards um, for the, the using the term feminazi yeah. or you know kennels the, like even like dog breeding yeah. kind of pedigree dog breeding in the, the kind of inhumane way that, that happens the precise for me the most powerful thing about that record and it's a great record full stop but the most powerful thing about it is the preciseness of where she goes and and just how you know you can you can't um misinterpret the lyrics no. on that record and i think a lot of men would be too scared or not have the ability to be that direct and honest mm. and i think that's something that you know possibly should be acknowledged i mean i guess a lot of men need to step up their game yeah and it, it was it was pretty fucking depressing to read a lot of comments of people going a lot of men going women aren't oppressed they're fine and i was a bit like well you've obviously not read this because <clears throat> at no point did i like one, oh, oh, well, if you say so, mate, <laughs> <laughs> if a 45 year old bloke mm, yeah. uh, says that women uh, feel fine at, at metal gigs, then I suppose he would know better than anyone else, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd be definitely the right person to talk to that about. I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. And, um, but the amount of people that were saying that, and it was this kind of weird thing where I was like, kind of trying to def- think to myself, like, I'm furious that, that they're saying that. And that's not even part of the conversation that this article is about. This article is about music. 
you've read a piece going Oathbreaker are good, aren't you? Mm. It, aren't they? Mm. And you've gone, oh, I've got to chop my cock off if I want to play metal now, have I? No, mate. No one's fucking saying that. No one's fucking saying that. You're an absolute idiot. It was just, uh, it's just, it's a shame to read stuff like that, mate, because I don't really kind of put my head down the sewer that much. Mm. But I suppose when you do, you get a nostril full of shit, then you got, that's, shouldn't be surprised. It was amazing. Like, I mean, actually, funnily enough, my, um, uh, one of my friends was like, I, who doesn't, pay any attention to like metal or anything i was like kind of look at the comments and one of them said here we go another wave of post-marxist sjw's neo so-called journalism is attacking the last stances that's me mate do you want to (laughs) deconstruct that well um he's not read it has he yeah i mean you've literally not read it it's a Mm. it's a piece about music Mm. and if you're upset with the idea that somebody likes a, a, a wave of n- new young bands that are coming through, and rather than just going, oh, okay, maybe that is, you know, like uh, worth looking at. Worth looking at. Mm. You've gone. This is a political state. Like it's it's so weird. It's so weird. And I saw people going like, oh, whatever. Somebody I, I don't know if it got deleted, but somebody was like, oh, whatever. Little whiny bitch wrote this. And I was like, mate. I've always thought Stephen whiny bitch. Mate, <laughs> I'm sure. I looked at his profile. I was like, we're probably going to bum you to death. Now, mate. <laughs> that is what we plan to do to all to our, all of our critics. Yeah. Yeah. Bum them to death. Like, I'm going to suck your balls clean off. Like, that is, <laughs> I didn't even beat him up. I just force him down and kiss him like on the like kiss him really like with tongues quite aggressively i've been I've which been... you should not do by the way <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm you've not just saying. undone all of the the lovely work <laughs> no, you've done in the last 10 minutes i know but i mean uh, it, it was just a shame but anyway i'm quite happy that with with that piece um really just to fucking let people know that there are really really amazing bands who happen at the moment yeah i think that, it's like, i think it's a very that good are offering a good or like a good a, a new perspective and a new alternative voice that we may not have heard before and people feel sort of kind of comfortable they found that voice i think it's cool or certainly haven't heard as much i mean mm. it used to be a um rarity like it used to be a rarity that you'd have oh a woman in a hard rock band Ooh, you mm. know that used to that used to be a talking point and it's getting and it used to be and the attitude to her used to be Oh, it's a girl. You're just a girl. You got her in because she's a girl. Or if they thought they oh. were good, she's so good. She could be a match. She's nearly as good as a bloke. Yeah, yeah, she's exactly. good for a girl. She's nearly yeah. as good. Imagine that. She's nearly as good as a bloke. Like if you look at some of the press stuff that was, you know, talked about with, um, if you go back to the '90s, I think and '80s, mm. everyone was guilty of it. You know, talking about bands like L7 and Nashville Pussy and yeah. uh, Sleater Kinney and. Just, you know, everyone was... White Zombie, absolute, Rainer White from Zombie, Cold Chamber. Yeah, like, Rainer yeah. from Cold Chamber getting replaced by Naja from, uh, in Cold Chamber. And mm. people were just like, who's fitter? You know, it's yeah. less than... T- it's, it's 10 years ago that Metal Hammer would give away... Uh, uh, and not just Metal Hammer, like, uh, quite a few magazines would give away uh, a calendar just of, you know, Maria Brink or whoever in their yeah. underwear. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... That's well, not that... For, you know, even when you talk about going back to the 90s, it's, it's, it's a lot fucking... In in the very than, in, it's not later than that. In the very recent past, some of the magazines have just stopped doing kind of Babe of the Year awards and yeah. stuff like that in music, you know. And uh, it's 
it's madness that it's taken this long. But um, I suppose I just just want to. We should PS this almost with a with a. Yeah. Obviously, we're two blokes. I know. Uh, so you know, I suppose this isn't. You put it quite well just before we started. This we don't have a dog in this fight in a way. But then at the same time, well, of course, I think if you're a decent human being and you see the shit, you see that you, you do have a dog in the fight because. It's, yeah. But really, to me, this is about being a nice person and not being a nice person, and yeah. being nice and not being nice. Really, there's no gender boundary to that, is there? Exactly. Like yeah. whatever, yeah. however you define yourself as a human being you all everyone has the right to go somewhere and feel nice about themselves yeah and i think i think we always try to treat um we always try to not see gender on riot acts but at the same time if there are certain qualities about a band that we're talking about which are attributed to gender mm. then it might be mentioned then if that makes sense yeah so yeah. there are I certain mean, I, you know i i really think that I mean, I've said it a bunch of times before. Raya by Oathbreaker could not have been made. It, exactly. it would not have been as good. Front, uh, front I, there is. I cannot yeah. think of a single male voice. Yeah. That would have that could have made that album as good as it was. I agree. And Even I, if you picked David Bowie or whoever, yeah. literally, like you pick the greatest. You can pick male most, vocalist, most effeminate yeah. man, Jeff Buckley or whatever. It, still I, and wouldn't it wouldn't have, it wouldn't yeah. have been as good. And I could say the same of A.A. Williams. I could say the same of Emma Ruth Rundle. I could say mm. the same of uh, Employed to Serve. I could, yeah. you know, like Venom Prison. It is a. It's uniquely that it, it, it's because that artist uses their entire life their entire genetic makeup their entire you know their their everything about them every single part of them as a human being is poured into that record and that will and that includes you know you're kind of i think you're um you, you know the your your femininity if you're mm. a woman i think that and 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 before like again i wouldn't say to someone like doro pesh or to angela gossau or uh you know to to girls who have done and women who have done the kind of the dirty vocal style mm-hmm. which you know when when angela gosso came along people went oh my god wow i've never heard a woman do this before and, blah, blah. and you know I, i'm trying to think if there was anyone before that there weren't many but the reaction always was she sounds like she sounds good she sounds like a man mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can't you wouldn't ever think that with caro from Oathbreaker. you wouldn't ever think that about murka um, and I think that's really fucking cool. I yeah. think that's really fucking cool. And I think that shows real um, artistic progress. I mean, I, again, I am not here to talk about fucking gender politics or whatever like that. Again, you're right. It's not my right to say that. It's my right to go, don't be a cunt to people. Yeah. Don't be a cunt to fucking anyone, right? <laughs> yeah. And because like, when we had this conversation about me writing this piece, it was a bit like some people, like I think um, there was chat going, well, maybe, you know, as a man, should you really be writing it? And I was like, well... I feel like as a music journalist, this is a piece about music. Yeah. This is a piece about yeah. music. This is a piece about like those artists should be judged alongside Metallica. There should be no fucking asterisks or caveat next to how good Venom Prison are. Mm. They're, they're as good. They're, they're as good as it doesn't matter. You put the Venom Prison album on. It is as good as any fucking death metal band that has come out in the last five years. Yeah. Full definitely, stop. Definitely. There's no fucking asterisks. There's no caveat. Mm. There's nothing alongside that, that, um, that needs to be kind of explained to people that mm. needs to be kind of like, you know, like, Oh, let's give them an extra let like, nah, fuck that. Mm. Like when people talk about bills that have, you know, um, 
sort of equal representation for all artists. The point is that none of those artists need that. All those artists that I've mentioned, they don't need any of that. They don't need to feel like, oh, well, you know, you've been put on because actually we want to make a bill made up of the, and that's in their head. Venom Prison get on any fucking festival bill, employed to serve, Ithaca, Blood Command, um, Oceans of Slumber, yep. any festival bill they get on, they get on there because of how great their music is. Yeah, 100%. And that's it. 100%. For me, that is that. Is that yeah. Right? And if you want to turn around and be offended at the idea of that, A, you've got shitty taste in music, and B, you're a shitty human being. So... Let's move on. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anyway, it's up now on the old Metal Hammer website if you want to have a look. Um, it's a little bit less uh, emotional than that, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A yeah. little bit. <laughs> anyway, Behemoth uh, played at the forum in what arguably could be, Renfrey, mm -hmm. the the biggest extreme metal extravaganza ever? Certainly could. But, uh, well, in the UK, sure. I mean, in the UK, yeah, indoor, one-off headline I'm sure, gig. Europe. I mean, Wacken. Yeah. yeah, but that's a, a festival. <laughs> that's a festival. I mean, well, Behemoth have headlined uh, Bloodstock before, which obviously is much bigger than the Forum. But in terms yeah. of a one-off gig, I think, I mean, Cannibal Corpse uh, have headlined the Forum. Oh, yeah, they have. Pretty big. They? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's certainly a big fucking deal. Big and deal that's kind to of to sell it point. out yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I mean, it was out. sold out. And I got there about 20 to 8 um, uh -huh. because the queue outside, because Wolves in the Throne Room were on at half seven. I was oh, there from the beginning of Walls and Throne Room, so okay. I can talk about that if you want. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, Walls, I did see about 20 minutes, but go. Yeah, Walls and Throne Room were um, probably one of the best times I've ever seen them, actually. Which they is quite, were very good, weren't quite they? Quite strange, yeah. Mm. Um, just, just, I only say quite strange because um, I was excited about seeing Walls, but at first I was a bit like, well, they've got half an hour, so they'll be able to play three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, which is exactly how many they played. But... Um, I think as a result, before watching it, I was like, it'd probably be a bit of a non-event because they won't have enough time to, to do what they do so well. Mm. But I think because it was just everything they do so well distilled into half an hour, it was fucking great. It was good. Um, yeah. Sound was a little bit ropey probably just before you came in. Obviously, the moment Steve walked in, the sound guys obviously went, oh shit, Steve's here, we better sort out the sound. Oh, I um, hope they did. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, they, it was, they were fantastic. A really good way to open that whole bill, I thought. I think, you know, that music that they make, it doesn't travel, and I, I suppose we'll talk about this with Behemoth in a minute, because that, that, that type of music doesn't travel well. Uh, on bigger stages I think it's a you know black metal was a difficult thing much like hardcore you know I think I've said before seeing bad brains in a, yeah. in a sort of 2000 capacity room you don't want to see them and that's why I'm always glad that bands like Black Flag never reformed because yeah. I, just, I don't want to see them in a big place like well that. just just to take that and run with it a little bit I, one thing that i was finding with walls sound i mean and i mean this like for the first song and first song only but during the blast beats they they were um the sound was quite echoey and yep. if you're hitting a drum um several times a second and it's echoing it's just going to sound like a mushy mess and that's kind of how it did for yeah yeah minutes, yeah so. I, I thought it sounded all right and i think they did all right but i don't think that is their natural habitat and i don't think it's that music's Definitely natural not. habitat but saying that i was impressed and i think it helped that it was 
fucking rammed. I've never seen yeah. it that packed yeah. for a support band on half seven. Yeah. Half seven, it was absolutely packed. So that was yep. brilliant. That was really, really good. I think the last time I saw Wolves and Throne Room, they were playing at Desert Fest and it was before Sleep and they played at the Roundhouse, which is obviously a much, is ah. even bigger than the Forum. Yeah, it is. And that is sort of a difficult venue to get the sound right for. And if yeah. it's half empty and you're playing black metal, yeah, it was it was tough. But they were, they were right that time as well. But yeah, I thought they were very, very good. I thought At The Gates were better. Definitely. Yeah. I thought At The Gates um, At the Gates were the band I was least bothered about on the bill, believe it or not. And yeah, I me feel too, to be fair. very silly saying that yeah, after seeing them. Excellent. I thought they were fantastic. They just came out of the traps. Um, like, everyone was just really pumped for it. Everyone was like, every almost every time they started a song, it felt like everyone around me was like, yes, mm. you know? Um I think people went particularly bonkers for the sort of the soul material, yeah, as you would expect. But mm. people were still very, very pumped for stuff from uh, At War with Reality yeah. and what's the other one? The one that came out last. The yeah. one that came out, last, yeah, yeah. Which fuck I can't knows remember. What that's um, but you know, and it's all and to give them credit, like I would, I was always kind of like sort of the soul's amazing, and the other ones are cool. Mm. But you know, all of the material sounded really good together, and there was points where. I I'm not I'm a I'm a casual at the gates fan I would mm. say and I could I was like oh this is a slaughter of the soul song isn't it and then I'm like oh no it isn't actually this is one of the new ones and stuff like that so I think their material I feel I it felt like I needed to go back and reassess the newest stuff yeah um well that last album's good I mean I I'm not I'm not massively keen on um at war with reality I have to say oh really mass- I think it's all right it's it feels unnecessary, but I thought the last yeah. one was better. Oh, right. I mean, actually, I saw them at Bloodstock last year, and I and I was a bit like, eh, you know, like just sort of waiting around for that sort of soul stuff to come yeah. on. But they were much better uh, with Behemoth, I thought. Yeah. And, the, and you know, when they do play a classic, you you just you know you are. It's very metal this week. We should say um, it's this a pretty week's metal, pretty week. pretty yeah. metal. So <laughs> I hope if you're one of the people who tune in because you like to hear us talk about Manic Street Preachers, or Dave like yeah, 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 apologies. Then, Normal this service be, will resume next This week. might be a good week for you to get into something sublimely heavy because <laughs> I think, you know, I just don't, I just, I don't know. It feels weird to me that somebody would not have a strong, violent, uh, emotional reaction to those Slaughter of the Soul songs, even though they... They're old as fuck and they don't age at all. Like, it's, it's amazing. 95. 95. First ever issue of Metal Hammer I bought, they reviewed Slaughter of the Soul. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, Sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, they... they And they really didn't look like... How old are the goats? They're old, man. Yeah, they did They're not... Old dudes. They didn't look old. I'm, yeah. That sounds like a backhanded compliment, but they, they really were the energy and the youthfulness of what they were doing. I just... Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised because mm. i thought they were very 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 good mm. behemoth who were like i described it on instagram the day after as a, a kiss show possessed by the exorcist but That's with pretty good but with music which is uniquely behemoth yeah. um mate i i can't remember seeing a band who managed well, no, in fact, it's not that I can't remember. I can't remember because I haven't. I haven't ever seen... I have never seen a band who are so extreme and so heavy. I mean, some of that material, when they were cracking out stuff from Evangelion, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they were giving it, like... Lots of... Lots of, yeah. Lots of... Yes. When they're, like, the, like amazing. Um, lots of Evangelion but, stuff But yet, well. look like an arena band. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think um, the show, we should definitely talk about yeah. the show. Um, I have bemoaned a few shows recently in terms of like, you know, the difference between imag- having imagination in shows and making it feel like a show that is integral and a part of the band and not. I think Behemoth have just managed this amazing... I mean, it helps that all of their imagery is genuinely fantastic. Yeah. Let's face it, sometimes with the whole corpse paint, black metal stuff, you know, no offence to Immortal or anything like that, but sometimes it's a bit laughable. (laughs) Yeah, it's so silly looking. (laughs) You know, it's pretty silly and you're just like... You can understand why a lot of people can't really take it seriously. Mm. And maybe it's not meant to be taken seriously or whatever. Bermoth, that is not the case. The no. we talked about the God equals dog video mm. um, uh, a while ago on the show last it seems year. Like the second episode we ever did, yeah, quite possibly. And 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 the um, the image. I, I think the artistic uh, eye of um, Nurgle, Adam, Adam Nurgle, um, is Adam Adam Nurgle. Nurgle. I'm sure that's how he likes to be referred to. Um, It's just so striking and so phenomenal. I felt in every single way, even the way they had a lot of, um, I don't know if steam, was it steam or smoke? I think it's steam actually Mm. what they had Mm. because, and I think the difference is it seemed to clear really quickly and it felt like everything had been thought about. So the way that the steam projected out was really memorable in terms of it being in these really short bursts and then it would dissipate very quickly. And it felt like they, I mean, there was one point where they just filled the entire stage with steam and they went off and it quickly cleared and and they just suddenly disappeared and stuff like this. And it felt like they had thought about every element to the point where they're like, we need to use steam here rather than smoke because smoke's not going to clear quickly enough um, to create the illusion that we want to create and blah, 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 you know. And you could see that that amount of work and time and effort and thought, Mm. most of all. I mean, the second At The Gates walked off stage, their intro music started. Yes. And it built and built and built and built and built, which is amazing. And even the way they left, I mean, they left with the four of them with like cloaks over their heads playing drumming drums. Yeah. And there was no like, hey, thanks for coming. And they never, like they almost never broke character. I don't mean that in a kind of like, it's all a bloody play, isn't it? Like Mm. behemoth. It's all silly dressing up. But they never broke into like, the lights come up and they kind of clap and throw their plectrums in the audience and you know do the yeah. usual like night guys thanks for coming yeah you know it was like the show's over fuck off out get mm. out mm. and uh and and all that's cool as fuck but if they didn't have the songs to back it up yeah exactly and this was what i was going to say it, in comparison with wolves in the throne room who are a who are a progressive black metal band. Mm-hmm. Like Behemoth are not a progressive black metal band. Behemoth sit sort of uniquely somewhere in between uh, sort of modern death metal and I guess black metal aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they, they kind of, they really tiptoe that line very expertly, I personally think. And, um, and so it, it's different, but... You can tell from the sort of the new songs from um, uh, "You Love This," uh, "You Love," "I Love You," "I Love You at Your Darkest." That oh, I think we called it their rock and roll album, and yeah. the fact that those songs really translated to the back of the room, like we yeah. were in the balcony, yeah, at the we top, were balcony, yeah, and 
the difference between Wolves and the Throne Room, who are still very, uh, you know, I know obviously they didn't have the show and blah, 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 mm-hmm. but sound, like if you close your eyes, Wolves and the Throne Room, it was hard to get, like, to really make that jump all the way to the back of that room, that music, because mm-hmm. it's quite, you know, it's, it's a harsh sounding thing, whereas Bame is harsh, but so taut and powerful and muscular that it just kind of leapt to the back of the room. And I don't think there's been a band, like plenty of bands, I think this is something else I said on Instagram, plenty of bands, Cradle of Filth, Dimmu Borgir, have had a go at bringing extreme metal to the wider metal consciousness. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of them have ever got the package of the right look, the right production, the right imagery, the right sound and the right songs as right as Behemoth have got it. I agree. I agree. I I want to see this. I want to see them at Brixton. I think that's got to be, that's got to be, I think when we reviewed the album, I said this this ends at Brixton. I hope so. I really, I really do genuinely, genuinely, genuinely think that this is going to end at Brixton. And if this ends at Brixton, I mean, it was a like, it was unbelievable to look around and be like, fucking hell. You think how long extreme metal has been a thing. Yeah. And all the packages that have been put together over the years. I mean, I think there was that package a few years ago that had, um, Tripticon, Napalm Death, Deicide, or a bitch, was it a bitch or Deicide? And was it a Monomath? And you know, like the defenders of the, faith or something that they put on and it was you know four very very different extreme metal bands put together i think that played the forum i'm not sure if it sold it out but that played the forum and it was carcass when it carcass headline and um yeah and i just no one's ever been more ready for it than Mm. behemoth and uh if they don't do it i don't think anyone can i don't think if they don't do it i don't think it can be done i think there could be especially with what i've referred to as um nurgle's artistic eye i think if someone from the mainstream can pick up on this in the way that you know how like the mainstream picked up on mastodon and stuff like that and you had them you know on the front cover of like some really odd publications mainstream publications and stuff I think if someone can look into the sort... Because the, the visuals are so beautifully constructed and put together, like almost something like from a Lars von Trier film or something like that. And um, I think if someone could pick up on that and looking into the darkness of that, there's no reason why they can't be pushed mm-hmm. um, pushed into a mainstream yeah. forum. Whether, it, it, that, whether people like, will accept it or not is another thing, but I see no reason why it mm-hmm. can't be pushed in that direction. And a, a lot of... The thing is, like, you know, we we know, and maybe people listening will, you know, with all due respect, might not know as much, but, like, we know how much it takes to kind of to get a band to the right people and how people... And I have to say, not only do I think Behemoth are the right band, I think when I... Because, I, obviously, we know the people who work yeah. with Behemoth. And I think if anyone could do it, yeah. not just them as a band, but they've got the right people around them to be able to to do that for them yeah that's what i think anyway. i absolutely agree so i think, I think if they're not if they don't do it <laughs> oh, I didn't give up i think i think also but just going back to in terms of you know the appeal and stuff I, I, 
the songs that they have and not just in my opinion not just the new material i i was amazed at how well um well we spoke about evangeline mm. um the demigod material yeah. was actually my favorite material of the night really? and i was kind of stunned that demigod is a really technical yeah it's almost like there and justice for all yeah, yeah. you know if, if, if you like it's probably not the best comparison but it's a very technical metal record yeah. and i was stunned at how well that material translated in that room mm. Um, and you know, nothing didn't work on no. the 14, 15 songs they played. Everything sounded amazing. Mm. Um, and it also showed off, I think the breadth of, uh, Bayamos career. Yes. Yeah, I don't think people give the band enough credit for being quite, you know, they've done God, how many albums? Nine, 10, 11. Right. Uh, I, yeah. A, they've done a shit ton of albums yeah. and every record is different. Mm. Like, you know, they, they, they obviously op operate in a black metal, death metal sphere, but there's a lot of room. There's a lot of places you can go within that. And I think a lot of their contemporaries could do uh, with, you know, taking a leaf out of that book. Yeah. Um, I was as impressed. I, I, I the last time that I was as impressed with a metal show as this, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, when was the last Five time? Five Finger Death Punch. Hey, <laughs> um, I think it was uh, that Gojira, Carbomb, and Code Orange bill at the forum. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Like I was just like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can't, I'm. I feel like a lot of people say Gojira are the best live metal band on the planet right now. And I think that's a pretty good shout. I might be one of those people. Yeah, it? I think that's a pretty <laughs> pretty good shout. I think Behemoth uh, are not far behind them at all. No, I'm certainly on the strength for that. Mate, I mean, we've been talking about them for 10 minutes and we haven't even mentioned the word the Satanist hasn't even come out of my mouth. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you think the Satanist, like, you know, normally when you go to yeah. them, it's straight yeah. away, it's like, what a Satanist. Or it is for me anyway. Well, you've ruined it now, but yeah. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> like, and they didn't even play like a shit ton. They played two songs on yeah, the Satanist. Of, yeah. of, of that album at all. Yeah. I thought that would still, because it's such a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. I did wonder if they would kind of still go, well, look, we need to keep kind of mm. four or five in there. Oh. But no. Anyway. They, they, but they really don't need to, do they? No, they really don't need to. Um, okay. So there you go. Behemoth there at you the go. forum. Uh, we shall see where that goes. My, my, my um, instinct says this is going to be Brixton at some point and yeah, I really yeah. really hope it will or when I say Brixton for those of you that this is quite London centric Brixton holds 5,000 people and it would be their biggest headline show so I think like that's what I'm talking about yeah Yes, so the day before Bayamoth, I went travelled down to Oxford. Don't care. <laughs> Sorry, go on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see um, the first date of Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. Tiny, that. tiny, tiny little tour that mm -hmm. he's doing, just sort of kind of like to say, hi, I'm back with my band. Yeah. Because uh, they're releasing a new album in May called The End of Suffering. Mm-hmm. I walked into the very tiny Bullingdon, which I reckon I would guesstimate is around 300 capacity. Bullingdon? The in Bullingdon, Oxford. in Oxford. And Frank Carter played there. Frank Carter played there. I've fucking been in there. That is tiny, that place. Yeah. It fucking was hell. fucking mental. Wow. Um, and yes, uh, it was packed. And I walked in and I was super happy because uh, they were playing Money by Black Futures over the PA. I was like, oh, oh yeah, very good. And then I looked at the stage and realised that Black Futures were on and no one had told me about it. And I was furious. Right. Um, but yeah, Black Futures supported. So I saw the last 10 or 15 yeah. minutes of that. Um, and that was fucking great, as usual. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I only saw you, it for 10 minutes. Yeah. <sighs> um, Frank Carter 
has uh, announced that he's back with style, I think, and a plum. Um, just, I mean, if you consider the last date he did, I think they did some secret set at Reading and Leeds. Um, I don't know about that, but you'll but maybe be right. But yeah. before that, it was Brixton Academy. Slam dunk. He did slam dunk in the middle of it. Ah, shit yeah. it. Well, I'm fine. Um, but, you know, the, the the last shows were big, big shows. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so to see him again in, like, tiny, tiny venues. It did five new songs. The new songs sound certainly closer to modern ruin stuff than um, Blossom. Right. Um, but, you know, sound very good on uh, first listen. There was one song that he played called Anxiety, which sounded fucking incredible. Nice. Um, and I am now very, very excited to hear that live. Um, I think the Blossoms material is always going to be the material that translates the best live because it's yeah. just so direct and in yeah. your face and just designed to be played live. So there was an element of like when they played the Blossom stuff, just it being fucking carnage uh, but yeah you know he was all over the um the lighting rig and he got up onto the bar at one point and ordered a vodka and uh coke whilst he was playing and stuff like this and lad 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 it was great it was really fucking good i'm really excited about that record i think it'll be good fun cool we should get frank on the show i think oh, i love that lovely Bloody stuff. love that uh i also do you want to hear about cancer bats of course you do so i saw do you know about this band underside yeah i've seen them i saw them at uh, bloodstock right they, they're from uh, Nepal. Nepal, that's yeah, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I did see them before, and they they kind of wear like traditional dress and stuff. Don't they? Well, they, they have, have a mascot. These, like, yeah. I, I would say I'd call him a mascot. Him, uh, uh, who comes out and is a, a sort of demonic kind of um, Nepalese figure. I think it's a demon who's meant to fight demons, um, right. or something along those lines. Um, Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> it was quite. Um, it was quite cool. I, I felt sorry for this person in this mascot um costume thing because it was quite hot in there um yeah, I, bet. I think um musically they're kind of well they're kind of metalcore really um so i'm probably not the best person to review it but um i thought they were fine they had some quite nice early slipknot elements to them some um, like downset i remember if i'm right i think right it was a bit kind of that hmm. like thuggy new metally bounce i didn't get that so much i i definitely i mean i i get oh the, i'm maybe i'm thinking someone else i get the feeling and i could be totally wrong here i reckon the drummer's favorite drummer is joey jordison because he was doing some of those little like cymbal fills yeah, yeah. and like very jordison-esque um but you know considering that i'm not a big fan of metalcore which i might have talked about on the show before i can't remember. i'm gonna speak about quite soon I think. so <laughs> come on um uh i thought they were all right, right okay. uh bleed from within i don't think there is anything point in talking about because they're everything i hate about modern metal wow uh, are they really <laughs> i fucking hate them do you uh, yeah i think they're dreadful um hate, okay hold on hold on you're gonna get challenged on this i'm afraid okay, um what why is, i mean bleed from within to me are more uh, more closer to a true rather than metalcore which as uh-huh. we've established you hate um, much closer to a lamb of god style traditional groove metal thing than uh a metalcore thing so i'm uh, surprised i thought they would be one of the bands that you would be more sort of open to i can see elements of lamb of god in them and they definitely have a lot of that groove i just think they're just nowhere near as interesting um yeah well I mean, obviously, as bad as God, that's a bit harsh. Um, but um, no, yeah, it's, it's like broadly. That's like slacking off fucking. That's crap. That's, 
That's like getting Ian Brown album last week and going, well, you know, he's not David Bowie. No, no one is. You can't, can't go there not as good as the Lamb well, of God. I don't know. Like, there's only so much groove metal you need in a life, isn't there? Um, mm. No, I just, I just, I, I, it's kind of, it's a, the other generic tropes of kind of like, you know, generic metal frontman, um, generic... Uh, head banging all to one beat down part it's just it's just they all the tropes that i find really eye rolling yeah about modern metal they embody and um got some fucking riffs mate i've got some fucking riffs on them fair enough i mean i wasn't there down tune a guitar to see you can play all sorts of stuff which sounds cool but you know it doesn't mean they're a good band um but cancer bats on the other hand are a fucking amazing band and they're always amazing live and i love them very much Um, okay uh they started they they just had a brilliant brilliant set they usually like do a quite different set every night but um Mm. I think they had to have the same set on this tour because their drummer's like uh, wife is about to have a second child or something like that. So they had the same. But mm. they started with Sleep This Away into oh. Humonia Hawk into Old Blood. And it was fucking brilliant. That's it didn't, didn't really let up from there. Bricks and Mortar, Trust No One, Arsenic in the Year of the Snake. That's mm. the one that you like. Mm, well, uh, well like from that album. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that whole album. Yeah. <laughs> Like Hell Destroyer was played tenth, like in the middle of the set and shit like this, you know, rats. Um oh. Yeah, they they have got such a great back catalogue now that they are basically incapable of letting I you go to the toilet. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and, and you it, know that they've got so many that you know they're definitely gonna play. They're not one of those bands that go, actually, we're gonna not play sabotage yeah. tonight. Yeah. Like, no, they yeah. can't do. Um it was also Liam's birthday. Which oh, just man, I feel bad not going there. Yeah, bad. well you should. Really good. Um and it just Cancer Bats shows are always fun, end of. They're always mm. minimum an eight out of ten. But because it was end of the tour and Liam's birthday, there was even more of a sense of fun. And there was just kind of like they were bringing out members of the support bands to play drums on this track and then the rhythm track and then bring people up on stage. And it and there was a cake that was brought out and stuff like that. And sometimes when bands do that, it can kind of get in the way of your fun. But it mm. really felt inclusive and like it was just really fun. It was cool. cool. All right, good. Uh, I went out and got blotto afterwards because I was <laughs> so, uh, so energetic about it. But no, I was really tired at the beginning of the show. And then mm. and then I was like, oh, really excited. I don't want to go to bed. Vodka and Red Bull for <laughs> M3. Hello. <laughs> All right, good. good right, fun. now can we do the trade-off? Yes. Finally, thank you. Um, last week... I'm sorry for going to shows and doing <laughs> yeah, my you're job. ruining this show by actually <laughs> leaving the house, you twat. <laughs> Um, I gave you Mechanics of Dysfunction by Beneath the Massacre, which came out in the year 2007. They are a, uh, a Quebec band from Quebec, Canada. <laughs> a Quebec band. A Quebec-based band. Well, yeah, that's Canadian. from. Canadian band. Yeah. But they're yeah. from Quebec, the French bit. They don't sound very polite, which is what a lot of Canadians are, are <laughs> yeah. often like. I mean, um, are often like. So let's chat about this. It's their debut album, uh, Renfrey. Hello. So debut, it's their debut full length, isn't yeah, it? It's their yeah, it's their debut yeah, full yeah, yeah. length, yeah. Go on. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Well, was... I, unless you want some more context for what they are. Uh, no, sure. Well, I suppose they are a uh, very technical death core? metal slash core yep. uh, band. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very technical. I was... Super... I think being as from where they're from, sorry, just quickly, because they're from Quebec, uh, obviously you can tell as many of their peers were, they are highly influenced by Despised Icon. Um, uh-huh. And they came out in the kind of the boom period for a lot of this deathcore stuff, I guess. Yeah. 
you would you could say yep, yeah i would say that on. continue um i found this album often jaw-droppingly impressive yep. from a technical standpoint mm-hmm. uh so like the things that the guitarists are doing there's a lot of like chug 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 which is a amazing impression uh <laughs> sounds like you just shagged a clanger <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Uh, <laughs> um, Renfrey shags a clanger. Uh, oh, let's not get that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> let's. So I was really impressed mm-hmm. with the record, mm. but I was left ultimately relatively cold. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. It's a funny one, this actually, because um, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, 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 I was a bit worried, not worried, because. You know, when we disagree, it's usually quite fun. But I, I, I was like, oh, has Steve given this to me because he really, really likes it? Because I, I, I don't, I don't, to say no, I don't it's... like it is not right, mm. but I was bored and well, it's only I, half an hour long. Yeah, I, I just wanted to give you something from that period, really, because right, I okay. think it's something that we haven't really spoken about. And I think it's cool for us to to look back at different periods and different yeah. scenes and stuff. And I 100%. think this was, uh, the reason I picked this particular record is because... When I started getting uh, a more of an interest in more extreme metal in around sort of 2005, 2006, 2007, um, I started buying Terrorizer in 2006, right? So um, I only bought a few issues of Terrorizer, but then I started kind of religiously buying it for a while. And this was the lead review in a magazine one month. And I thought, oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, this is really tight and really taut and really blah 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 and all this stuff and all definitely the things agree. That, I definitely agree it's tight and taut yeah and, and I actually I saw Beneath the Massacre supporting Dying Fetus at the Underworld a few months after this record came out it was Origin uh, it was Dying Fetus Origin uh, Beneath the Massacre someone else in between them two and it was quite a good gig although it was pretty exhausting because there were like fucking seven bands and they all basically sounded the same can they do this live? well there's a lot of trickery yeah this was the thing that i thought so what's interesting about these bands is those kind of deathcore bands from this time job for a cowboy being the one that became the yeah. kind of poster child for this type of thing and i think this is quite different from job for a cowboy job for a cowboy sound to me much more like a uh tradition trying to sound like a tra- more traditional death metal band but with some of the you know the pig squealy yeah bit breakdown bits whereas this is very very almost Fear Factory-esque mechanical. The Very dude, I remember yeah. the dude, the singer, headbanging along with it. And his neck, he's got the, he's the only person I've ever seen in a gig ever. He's got a fatter neck than um, George Corpse Cor- Cor- Grown Fisher from Cannibal Corpse. Well. His neck, he's like, you haven't got a neck, mate. You've got shoulders and a head <laughs> and that's it. And there's like, you know, your, your neck is wider than your shoulders. Um, and it's probably because it is relentlessly headbanging throughout. But, I bought this album and I was like, yeah, this is cool. And going back to it, I was like, that's ah, not that cool actually, is it? It feels, it's interesting. I think this is a cool thing to do in terms of like going to different eras and stuff. Um, mm. But uh, it sounds very of its time. It does, and, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, it's just, you, you, I, as I said, I press play and, and the, 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 I admire it. In terms, of, I the, oh technically there are it's well, it's like four, most five, it's four guys, four incredibly impressive musicians, and mm. that guitarist. If I could play like that guitarist, then 
Um, I'd never leave the bed. I'd never get out of bed. What? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I didn't really feel like there were any songs on it. And no. I, I, I actually tend, tend to hate that as a criticism, but I couldn't sort of think of a better way of putting it, to be honest. Yeah, um, it, it's... Um, I think what's funny about it, when I listen back to it, is that I remember listening to it and going, my God, it's so like brutal it's so heavy it's like yeah. this, and this and maybe it's because i hadn't really listened to much of this stuff but actually listening back to it now it's like yeah it's just kind of fairly nondescript well that and exactly it's, and a bit dated and it doesn't feel brut- as brutal to me as um a lot of the other records that we cover because mm. because of because of that lack of dynamics yeah you know and, and the production's quite clicky as well i was about it? to say the production uh second mention for metallica's best album and justice for all but um the production was very Unjustice for All. Mm. And when you're talking in terms of production, yeah, really like, that, yeah that is not a good thing. Mm. The drums, Clicky is exactly right. The drums don't pound or hit, they click. Yeah. Uh, the double bass clicks. Yeah. And I was just like, I wonder why if that did you choose a, to do that? It seemed to be a choice at it the time. Did, well, it did feel like a choice because they definitely like... Not just the, for them, for the whole for the whole scene. And yeah. It, you know, the thing is, I mean, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not going to throw this at Beneath the Massacre. Like, they were, oh, they're one of those MySpace bands. And I don't know if they came out through MySpace and it was a thing. But obviously, Job for Cowboy and um, and a whole bunch of those like deathcore bands were were going on tour with proper bands around 2005 to 2008. And some of them had only played seven shows. Yeah, they'd recorded yeah. basically a demo that had come out and they had like a million fucking... Yeah. You know, and people were take, equating that to them being, oh, they're a proper band now. And, you know, in a lot of cases, they weren't. And I think it was it's just an odd time in metal music because, I mean, actually, I don't think that's true of, of um, Beneath the Massacre because having seen them live with um, uh, with Dying Fetus, they were actually very good live. They were good live. Having said that, though, hmm. I don't know how much of it was triggers and I don't know how much of it was. Gonna... At the time, I wasn't really aware of that sort of thing sure. because bands didn't really do it then. It's only as the years go well, on that more and more people have started using it. Of course, started going, bands did it i think we were just yeah. less aware of it yeah yeah, at the maybe, time. yeah yeah we i think that's something that people have become aware of in the last 10 mm. years or so certainly mm. uh yeah i i yeah i mean I, I mean i doubt i doubt there there were there were moments and i mean really fleeting moments where i went wow that is a really cool lick or that is a really cool yeah. bit but um yeah it was a fairly collective shrug generally yeah I, listened fair back enough, to it. I, I remember thinking oh i quite like this and going oh i should listen to that it's been a while and then going to uh, listen to this and being like oh you know yeah with hindsight it's not great so anyway thank fuck that's done that whole deathcore thing more or less <laughs> mm, i'm not sure it is do you not think so well i okay it's not it's not that popular but i don't think it's done definitely not done oh we'll have a renaissance at some point but everything does yeah you know. i think you know there are a few that are sort of hanging on like what like you know white Ch- I, I quite like white chapel uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and i quite like although i think they're quite different as well quite like carnifex uh-huh. like visually i think they're more interesting and i'm definitely more interested in both of those bands than this band yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. and there are a few others that i can't think of well that is murder that is murder i like mm-hmm okay um <laughs> anyway you gave me uh cheer by drug church which came mm. out last year um which i have heard the name mm-hmm. i didn't really know anything about them but i do remember hearing people going oh my god drug church are really good they're really good they're really good they're really good 
Uh, and yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they kind of remind me of a, a post-grunge band crossed with hot water music. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think the production on it, again, to talk initially, immediately talk about production. It's got a cool kind of mixture between punk rock clatter, yes. uh, sort of indie punk clatter. Yep. And quite a classy sheen to it as well. Do you know what I mean? It manages to sound really big and like uh yeah. I think it would sound good on the radio. In in the in the in the you know, in a an alternate new universe where yeah. uh alternative rock didn't just completely go down the swanee and people still listen to guitar music and you know and, and these sort of bands still got played on the radio i think this would sound really good on the radio there's a song on it called avoidorama which is my favorite one it's the third song on it oh, right. which has got this amazing like wash smashing pumpkin style uh-huh. guitar on it which i fucking love yeah and um what's the song we're talking about push your boy your girlfriend uh, it's, brother it's, down the it's, push your girlfriend down the it's the next song isn't it yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah. yeah and it's got that's a like, lyric that really stands out <laughs> yeah push <laughs> throw yourself down this and it ends up being like throw yourself down the stairs um it's just a really yeah it's a really cool punk rock record there were a lot of people making comparisons uh last year uh, between this record and the Turnstile record. Do you get that? Not really. No, I don't as I much think, either. I mean, the thing is, right, so the Turnstile record's what? 20 something 25 minutes, minutes. 25 minutes long. This is only half an hour long. This does... I wouldn't say this does one thing, because it's got... No, no, it does more than one thing. But it sounds like them all the way through. Yes. It sounds like one band all the way through. Yes. Whereas the Turnstile record almost sounds like lots of different, like a big jam. Yeah. And I don't get the feeling that this sounds like a big jam of a load of different people. This just sounds like a band writing a few different types of songs. Writing a very good record. And they're very good. very good record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I I do tend to agree with you, actually. And and, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a fantastic record i wanted to bring it in because we we missed it it was like number 12 in in kerrang's albums of the year and stuff mm. like that so there were a lot of people who talked about it i uh, fucked up in it uh, I, I think, think it, it is. is yeah stupid <laughs> ridiculous um it's good like this it, is really good yeah it's very good um and it's their third record i think and um yeah i just thought they were really like another one of these kind of like punk is just going through such a fucking great yeah. renaissance at the moment. Like, Do you know, it reminds me of as well, mm-hmm. and because uh, presumably they're American, this band. I think so. Yeah, presumably sure. American. Uh, I don't remember anyone saying they're not punk, um, but this does still remind me a lot of Idols, like the sound and I the can tone. See that? I mean, it's, it is different, but tonally, and but it's just an American sound of that so yeah the distortions again, i think the distortions like a couple of notches higher than it is yeah, for idols maybe. but i do i do see what you're saying yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And it's just funny that no one went well it isn't punk <laughs> um you've got a bit of a bee in your body about i that, do mate you? i do i really do i'm sorry i just like i just just i just just hate people so much um <laughs> but anyway that album is very very good so yeah drug church cheer uh it's okay. yeah it's a great record yeah it's really, it's really good, good. It? Yeah. um and it's not even out of years there's not much more to say about it than that other than that, i hope they stick around and if they play live over here i do think you, i would go do you know when they played last no i don't the day behemoth played 
I did that. It was the the, the, last Friday, not that anyone listening to this in the future is going to care, but last Friday was the worst day for clashes with gigs in London ever. Was it? I've decided it was. Was it? Was it worse than Mastodon clashing with fucked (laughs) fucked up? Well, I should have gone to Brighton, mate, like I did. Yeah, but that's not the that's not the thing, is it? That's not <laughs> saying that that wouldn't have meant that there was, there was no another. Clash. There were so many. There were so many great gigs on Friday. It was fucking yeah. annoying. But um, yeah, yeah. But no, they actually played on Friday. Two of them. We've. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Wow. Well, Let's move on. Really good. Uh, anyway, on. next week, what are you going to give me, Renfrey? I'm going to give you. This is the third album by a band called Debussy Shank by Debussy Shank. A Debussy Shank. A Debussy Shank. I don't, is that how you pronounce it? Who knows? I don't know. You're going to have to spell uh, it for me at some point. Not now. Sure. Not now. Do it later. Um, <laughs> I'm giving you, speaking of the mid, like I gave you something from the mid noughties um, and I'm going to do it again oh, and it will be another chat about, oh, remember that? Uh, right. this, and I, I'm wondering if you've heard it. I'm sure you would have heard them. The Bravery. Self-titled album by The yep. Bravery. Do you know that band? I know the band. I've not heard the the record extensively but yeah i know the bravery okay so the bravery self-titled and whatever renfrey said <laughs> is what we're going to do this is the third album by a band called a debushi shank by a debushi shank a debushi shank a debushi shank okay cool all right we'll do that right let's do some reviews uh let's kick it off on this very very metal week on riot act so cool. with the most metal thing probably that we'll review all year uh, possibly Probably, I would say so. I mean, unless Grand Magus bring an album out, they're the only band doing more metal. This aren't they? Surely, this is um, metal as a motherfucker. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty metal. It's yeah. pretty metal. I don't know. A it's man rotting war. Christ, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> pretty metal, according to Re- rotting Christ. Are only they're pretty metal, according to Renfrey, who must be the world's most metal man if he thinks that rotting Christ can only be described as That's what pretty you, metal. Get on the old Bloodstock forum, mate. Why? <laughs> Oh, they're pussy, that Brian Christ band, aren't they? <laughs> well, I suppose, I, what am I saying? They are incredibly metal. They're not as brutal as some people. If people hear, hear is, the name Rotting Christ... This is the key component of this whole review, I think. Oh, what you're talking about Okay, right so if you hear the name Rotting Christ, in your mind, you are probably thinking, oh my God, they're going to be the most brutal, disgusting noise I've ever heard in my life. Um, you're quite a big Rotten Christ fan, aren't you? I love you? Rotten Christ, yeah. And I'm, you know, I, to be honest with you, obviously I know who they are, I know that they've been on Seasons of Mist for ages and all this sort of stuff, but I kind of only, I knew that they were from Greece, um, but that I, that's kind of all I knew about them. And I'm not, this is not a criticism, I want to point out very, very strongly before I say this, but I, I they were tamer than I expected them to be, mm. is what I will say. So the album's called The Heretics. Uh, it's the 13th studio album from the Greek Black Metalers, as Renfrew's pointing out, they're Greek. Um, 13 albums, been around since 1987, uh, making them pretty old school. And as you quite rightly point out, Renfrey, they have an old school heavy metal vibe to them rotting yeah. christ especially for a you know when you think of what black metal is rotting yeah. christ particularly yeah. on this record i mean i think um rituals from 2016 was one of if not my favorite extreme metal album of the year oh that's interesting yeah. okay so because um, I, I was gonna say so uh, you know i because i don't know much of the band's previous stuff i tried to do a bit of research and the general consensus that i got was that peak was an album called Therion, i think mm-hmm. uh, okay it was their ninth album yeah 
the general consensus seems to be that that's their peak and then they've been on a bit of a decline since then so you don't agree with that i think they were on a bit of a decline i mean okay Uh, so to give you to give you to give you all a bit of context for like when i say i'm a big fan of rotten christ basically um due to my good friend tom dare who some of you might know from various things tom um pointed me in the direction of rituals in 2016 and i fucking loved it okay this is amazing this is brilliant and um and then I went back through their back catalogue uh, and I think they're one of the most consistent metal bands right. for many, many, many years. But I do agree. I, I, For me, Rituals was certainly better than the two previous to it. Okay. Uh, but they have, I think they have unbelievable consistency and I think they have high points scattered all over their back catalogue. Okay, cool. Um, they're really, really good. Mm-hmm basically okay. what I would say and what I think is really really cool about Rotting Christ is what you mentioned before is the fact that we said this with Pig Destroyer mm-hmm. where you go like oh my god Pig Destroyer I'm not gonna be-. but I imagine someone who listened to Pig Destroyer and who was into Lamb of God or Devil Driver or you know Pantera or whatever could find things in um, in Headcage that last Pig Destroyer album mm. which they would actually enjoy you know I, I think mean? the only caveats I would put to that is um, I would only say that of of the last Pig Destroyer record. Yeah, yeah, but that's the um, Pig Destroyer record that I happen to be talking about. Yes, that's time. fair. That's fair enough. And and I would also say that Pig Destroyer are more sonically brutal than Rotting Christ. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Am I pissing all over your point? I, but yeah, no, no, no you're I not agree. pissing all over agree. my point. It's just like you're just doubling down on I'm, my point, which is right, that yeah. like I think <laughs> that singular album was. Yes, we yes. we spoke before about how yes. that album could translate to people. I think if you're someone who's into power metal, yes, or definitely. heavy metal, yes. uh, you know, straight kind of old school heavy metal, someone who likes the bombast of those very very dark um bombast most definitely yeah yeah. power metal records there is loads on this record that you would like what i think is fucking cool about rotting christ is that as much as i love metal um when it comes to some of the sort of jauntier sillier aspects of the power metal scene the more dramatic stuff it doesn't have the weight and it doesn't have the kind of darkness behind it that i think music like that needs or the music which makes me enjoy that sort of stuff so you're thinking like power wolf say yeah or... exactly. it's funny i was exactly thinking power wolf Hello. yeah, yeah. Um, or like blind guardian or whatever mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yep. whereas rotting christ manage for, for a band who are considered a black metal band and you can understand why because it's super kind of religion baiting it's really really dark it's they really... don't like religion <laughs> no <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't have got that from No, of course not. I mean, but um but yeah, but you know, with all that kind of all the kind of religion baiting stuff and how kind of arcane it all is. Mm-hmm. Uh they actually have so many hooks, like yeah, you say, definitely. so much kind of bombast and that headbanging heavy metal thunder power to it uh-huh. that I genuinely think that you could play this to a bunch of people who may think oh, I don't like black metal's too much for me. And they would they would get something to enjoy out of it. I agree. I think a lot of people would be pleasantly surprised by this record, especially you know if they were going in blind and yeah, like I said, heard the name Rotting Christ would probably think it's far heavier than it actually is. Um, I think that picking up on that bombast point, uh, 
this will either turn people on or turn people off. But I mean, this for me is like metal breeding with a Games of Game of Thrones episode in its kind of bombasty uh ness. Uh it's a word, yeah. <laughs> um and it just it has that very kind of like there's a quite a lot of uses of like a male choir. I don't know if it's genuinely a choir or just lots of layering, but there's mm. you know, whenever they use a male voice choir it sounds mm. fucking epic and huge. Mm. There's a lot of kind of guitar lead lines which are quite you could go into battle yeah, at the sound and thermic, there we go, yeah. thank you. Um I think there is a danger often with that style of metal, battle metal, I suppose some would call it, mm-hmm. um, of it being cheesy. Uh, mm. And um, I don't want to get all Brexit, but you know how European metal bands sound quite different? Yeah. No, from, no, of course, yeah. And do. I hope people know what we're talking about. Yeah, and, you're a massive racist. That's <laughs> absolutely, we all think it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we all we all know you, how much you are a drug and alcohol dependent woman hating racist piece of shit. Don't worry, Ren. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> who waxed the <laughs> <a> prince? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad. Yeah, you know, uh, you've got to have a reputation of some sort these days. <laughs> hey, mate, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shape that oh, shoe would be? Prince Wang shoe. Um, uh, no, go on. You're there right. is yes, a yes. there is a, a, a what I would say is there's a cheesiness to mm. to some metal that our European brothers and sisters uh, tend to uh, accept more so than maybe we in the UK and America do. Do Let's you think that's a fair thing to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what you're saying you. is we I, we have a much, I think we have a much more kind of cynical, and I yes. include myself in that, we have a much more cynical ear yes. to that type of music, whereas yes. it feels like the people in Europe um, are much more accepting of it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm. And um, I and think... that's why they've got to go, Rim. <laughs> <laughs> they've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say is I don't think this album suffers from that cheesiness that some of those bands often no. have. Bar a couple of... Bar, there's one point of contention I Go have. on. If you say The Raven, I'll be very upset because I love that. Um, I wasn't going to specifically okay. say The Raven, although I think The Raven has a bit of it. It's whenever, mm. it's whenever there's voiceover. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan. I tend not to be a massive fan of voiceover over any music really mm. um i can't think of many examples where i do like it but but Tool? I, Keys of Hoffman. oh that's definitely yeah. one that i do like but it's it's really rare it's really rare that i like it and um the the voiceover stuff there's just a few moments on this record where there's a kind of voiceover talking about i don't know trees and blood and stuff yeah yeah um that's it's not trees and blood and stuff but it it just it that's when it jumps over into cheesiness for me mm. but it's like three so it's probably three minutes of a 43 minute record do you know what i mean mm. so it's kind of silly to focus on that but i just wanted to point it out because i think it's worth mentioning yeah, yeah, at yeah, least okay. but for the most part it doesn't suffer from that cheesiness and yeah. i think it's pretty cool how do you feel it ranks because i can't talk about it in relation to their other work how how do you feel about it in relation to their other work i'd say overall over 13 records this is 
oh, it's hard because I like most of them. Um, it's fairly middling. Okay. But then... That's quite encouraging. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, if I this, think... If this is middling, it's then not I'd as, be interested in I, going I, back. I, yeah. I do prefer the last one more than yeah. this one. It's a slight step down, but it's probably better than the two before that. Okay. Uh, and... Um, but but I, I really, really like this. Mm. I mean, I like everything. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, I've had a right beer in my bonnet over many, many years about that kind of European, you know, when we talk, when we, we talk about Sabaton or we talk about, you know, I mentioned Blind Guardian, you could throw in Avatar, you could throw in Dragon Force or certainly you can throw in fucking Elstorm, although there's <sighs> nothing dramatic about Elstorm at all. Just stupid cunt. Fucked by a wanker. Fucked by an anchor, sorry. Oh, I fucked that up. Yeah. Never mind. Um, well, they fucked it up <laughs> um, by writing it. And um, and I've been very, very, you know, kind of dismissive over most power metal most of the time. But the thing yeah, is... I, pro- I probably am as well, to yeah, be honest. But, but the thing is, is as someone who, like, loves heavy metal, really, yeah. loves heavy metal culture, loves, like, the idea of heavy metal, and loves Judas Priest, and yeah. loves... Uh, you know, a lot of the kind of early, you know, the kind of early 80s precursors to to kind of, you know, when heavy metal became, when heavy metal became metal, the kind of precursor to that. I mean, I'd even say, I know people go like, oh, you hate Iron Maiden. I do not hate Iron Maiden. I like a lot of Iron Maiden, a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, I, I always feel like I want to like one of these albums. So that's why when I get one that isn't ridiculously pompous pompously pompous. Mm. pompous and overly i mean the thing is to say this isn't pompous is kind of seems ridiculous really because like but I, because I, it, but i do think the pomposity is in check yeah it's in check and it's kind of it's an attack isn't it it's an attack yeah. on religion and it's all uh it's all about their kind of i guess internalized disdain for organized religion well it partly is did you know this is a concept record as well no i didn't know that right well so this is one thing that i thought i'd pick up on just because um i mean i have to admit i didn't realize it was a concept album until i actually started reading up about it and it's basically paying tribute to it isn't it is all those things that you said in a sense but it's actually rather than being an attack on those people, it's more paying tribute to the free thinkers and the famous pagans and atheists um, of, well, history, I suppose. So it references Dostoevsky, Mark Twain, John Milton, William Shakespeare, our favourite, Voltaire, Edgar Allan Poe, obviously, that's the Mm -hmm. Raven reference, blah, blah, blah. I did get that, Nietzsche, you know, like, so that's the theme running through it i have to confess not knowing it was a concept record i would have had no idea if i'd no, not I been didn't. told um but you know that's quite it's i like the fact that it's uh taking things from those sources i quite like it when metal takes stuff from you know i like the fact that leviathan is based on moby dick for yeah. example you know i like it when metal takes things from i don't know <sighs> one might call it high art sources or whatever, just just because there is a perception that metal is dumb and mm. stupid and often it's not, you know. Yeah. So But no, I, I I really I really like this record. And I think like Sakis uh, has got he's a fuck he's a fucking man. He just sounds evil. I think yeah, if you, it's, it's got, got a great got, voice. Like, what it's got about it and I I would love I mean we were talking about Behemoth earlier and I think, you know, all the stuff you say about this high concept, high art stuff, I would I would love to see Rotten Christ get to the point where they get a 
you know, a budget and a push behind them that means that they could do something in a similar vein to the way that Behemoth do it. I mean, I don't think they ever will because mm. that, that, you know, that ship is almost certain yeah. to sell at this point. And I don't think they are really uh, going to get that chance at all. But nah. they are a band with grand idea. They're a band with you know, kind of musically very, very grand large ideas and like you say i think it could translate to a lot of people and they're just really really fucking good and like i say when you get a, a band who they, they 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 sound uniquely like rotting christ to me all the time right okay and i think for an extreme metal band where you know i say it all the time the cool thing about extreme metal is because the parameters of you are an extreme metal band is so small mm. if you can do something original within those very tight parameters like behemoth have done like you mm-hmm. know uh, morbid angel did or if you can just sound Carol like Frost your own yeah. your own thing yeah, uh yeah. then that's that's very very rare. i mean we just you know talking about beneath the massacre who don't have anything no. at all no. unique original about them at all no. whereas rotting christ can only be like them really and i think yeah. that's really really fucking cool so uh yeah i am down with this album for sure i, I like th- it a lot. i think it's decent i'm i'm I think if you had said to me that uh, this is one of the best albums they have done, I think I probably would have been like, oh, okay. Um, but say b- because you said it's sort of, sort of somewhere in the middle, yeah. that makes me want to go back to Ritual and Therion and, and listen to the stuff which you feel is better than this. Yeah. Um, because I was kind of like, yeah, this is decent. I, I, I'm not like in love with it or anything like that. Um, but considering it's coming from a place that I'm not usually interested in, in terms of that style of metal. I thought you meant Greece for a minute. <laughs> I was I was surprised at how how much I liked it, I suppose. So, mm. yeah. It's cool. Good. Anyway, there you go. That is The Heretics by Rotten Christ. It's out now. Um, <laughs> is that your Greek accent? Uh, yeah, if you yeah, like. You uh, the next album comes from Crystal Lake. It's called Helix. This is the fifth album. I didn't realize this is the fifth album. I didn't realize. I from, said la- I said last week. I thought this was their debut album. Yeah, but they've been around. They have. They, they've got five albums. They're a Japanese metalcore band who have been around amazingly since two thousand and two. Remember? I know. Yeah, two thousand two. No, I didn't know that. Now, when you said it was their debut album, I, I didn't pick up on it because I I didn't want to. But. <laughs> uh, but I had got their album from 2013, Oh, really? Oh, right. So you've heard some of the previous so I had stuff. heard it, although I have to be perfectly honest with you. I think I played it once and then just never ever played it again. Um, because it's not usually the type of thing that would get my juices flowing. I uh-huh. have to be honest with you here. Uh, they are, as I pointed out, and as we've already spoken about, a metalcore band. Yes. And very definitely... A modern metalcore band. Yes. So, Remfrey. Hello. Surprise me. <laughs> it's the best album of the year. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, surprise you. Uh, let's find some nice things to say. It's a very... I like the fact that they have um, got a theme of sorts that runs through the record. So, yes, this is a very modern metalcore record with a lot of the things that i personally am not a fan of in modern modern metalcore the way that like it's recorded very machine-like and yeah. uh i suppose you could argue robotically mm-hmm. if you were being um critical however because of the aesthetic of the band and the way that they operate in this sort of uh japanese 
neo-futuristic um blade runner-esque i mean i was trying to avoid using blade runner-esque but it's difficult not to think of that kind of dystopian yeah. future blade runner type thing isn't it yeah um i will give them credit whilst it's not my cup of tea that sound works for them for their aesthetic and what they're going for mm-hmm. um i also think that there's some really cool experiments on i think there are some mm, i think they do some really there's some really neat tricks and neat ideas particularly on the first half of the record that they go into there are some really nice ideas such as there's these little touches of piano on agony and the ending refrain which is sort of this breathe in breathe out refrain it's sort of sung over the end of that track is like really cool and quite different um i was quite uh, I was quite taken with the uh, robotic voice that closes Aeon, yes. which is probably probably possibly the best song on the record. What, is that the second track? It's the second track. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's quite. That's, yeah, okay. um, and there's a kind of there's a weird kind of funk new metal hybrid thing which doesn't sound like it should be good but i quite liked it on plus 81 um (laughs) it's a little bit incubus which you'll either like or or dislike and Mm. there might be a rift there between us uh but um there's also like like, you know on the last track which uh, you know by the last track i have for the most part i'm bored shitless but there's like a glockenspiel on the last song sanctuary Mm. and stuff like that and when they do when they have like i think it's a glockenspiel at least anyway when they have moments of that like bringing in those little cool bits and pieces i think that's really cool yeah but they are rather fleeting and the stuff that is happening underneath for the most part is pretty in my opinion and I'd bog be curious, standard. pretty bog standard generic metal, modern mm. metalcore. I think. What mm. do you do? You agree with that? Or do you disagree with that? Uh, yeah, I agree with some of that. Right. Uh, I was quite surprised at how much I enjoyed the sort of opening couple of songs. I think the first song on it the, the, really remind. I mean, it's basically ripping off Nihilist by Architects. Mm. It sounds almost exactly the same, but you know, at least Nihilist it is on Lost Together. Yeah, no, he's on. Um, uh, all our gods sorry first right. track on first track gods, on yeah. and um yeah and and i uh i was like fucking hell it really sounds like nihilist that that's good like ah. it's more than I, I i had in my head like it's gonna be wet you know it's gonna be they're a kind of modern metalcore band i've seen the sort of people they've been touring with it's who gonna, have they been touring with out of interest well Barry tomorrow they toured with last year right. who i mean i actually like Barry tomorrow mm. like i you know i've not um, that's not a kind of slight against Barry tomorrow but you'd imagine the sort of well, I can't think of it. They, they play with someone else. I can't remember now. But um, but yeah, I've I've just always sort of when you see like they're for fans of or whatever. Okay. Or they're like related artists and all that kind of stuff. On. So did you think they would be wetter? Than I they did. Are? Yeah, yeah, I expected them to be much more kind of um, amity affliction. Uh-huh. And there's certain parts on some of the tracks, like I think the third song in, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but the third song in... Um, That's Agony, I think. The, yeah. With the piano bits, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. But there's a really big, right in the middle of it, just before the kind of chorus kicks in, there's this massive, almost like, almost deathcore, but thy art is murder kind of mechanical deathcore yep. uh, riff in it. And I was like, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there the, are the cool first like sort of four or five songs, I was like, it's really good because this is heavy and it doesn't let up. And it's, you know, there are bits in it that take you out of it for a second, like the, the you know, so the robotic voices make you go, oh, it's not just one yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I was thinking, well, they, even though it's not just one thing, the one thing that you expect from these bands to do, they're actually doing it pretty well. It yeah. is good. Uh, it's, but it's by the end. I mean, my, my, um, it's like how long can you sit in a bath for with with the plug out? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know when you like you, you take the plug out of the bath and you're like, well, this is nice. It's nice and warm. And then suddenly you, you just got your one ass cheek yeah. with a bit of puddle of water in it. And by that point you're like, I like being in the bath, but y- y- there's nothing in here now. And that's what I felt like this <laughs> album was like. That's the best analogy for any <laughs> recorded piece of music I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. That's exactly what happens with this record. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is like, you know, you start off and you go, oh, this is nice. And then by the end, you're like, this is actually really not nice anymore and i think the first yeah. half of it is good yeah. i actually enjoy the first half I of it think but it's then decent. Yeah. the point was i can't again you have to excuse me i don't remember the name of the song because it all sort of was blown into one by the second half but there's a bit where the phone rings that's like track nine or something like that yeah there's a song towards the it's very experimental that song yeah and, and it just and does it's not bad, work. bad it just doesn't bad. work at all it's a yeah. really really bad idea and it's just a phone going off for ages and i was like is that and i actually thought like, is my phone because i don't know over, on, over my sonos and yeah. i was like is my phone ringing over my and it wasn't it was just it's uh it's kind of more of a sort of electronical electronic hello electronic experimental yeah I, it, I don't know it, it that didn't work for me i don't think um i i would go earlier than that to be honest There's a oh song... i would go earlier than right, that but right. I, that was the point where i went nah get Fuck out guys off. you need yeah, to get yeah. out now there's a song called Ritual. It's, well, it's not even a song, really. It's 26 seconds. And uh, it's the sort of metalcore hacker. Yeah. Um, which, if it were an intro to a song, could I, I was like, oh, this could potentially be a really cool intro to a song, but it's just in and of itself, like a metalcore hacker in the middle of the album. And it doesn't do anything or doesn't go anywhere. And and I just don't think it's as cool an idea as they think it is, you know, um, there's a track, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a track where, um, the vocalist sounds like a cross between David Draymond and Max Cavalera. Uh, he's almost doing a few kind of, uh, kind of type things. Um, and I'm not sure we come across great there. There's, there's a song where he's, uh, extolling his love of Zumba, uh, the Zumba Zumba stuff, which is, it, and it just, it all just becomes very tired and cliched and a bit, a bit third wave new metal by the mm. end. <laughs> it does, really. doesn't it? I think that's the problem with this. And, and because there's nothing, I mean, like you say, they do at least try and chuck a few new bits in, but a lot of it comes across as being a bit wacky. I think they're actually better just leaving a few little funny experiments for people to discover in the background and just riffing the shit out of it. They'd be better doing that I, than doing an eight-track eight, eight track album. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe this comes down to my lack of um, uh, love for this genre, but I, I actually feel like they're a better band when they're not trying to be a metal band. Uh, but because they are instinctively a metal band, <laughs> I I don't think it works most of the time. I, yeah. I, what kind of? I don't want to go on a big, um, you know. Oh, I don't like metalcore thing. But I think the thing. I think some people within this genre will consider this quite an experimental record. And I think the problem with it is it's actually not that experimental. It's no. so it's just tiny little touches of bits and pieces here, here and there, scattered around it. But like that is 
predominantly a massive part of my problem with this subgenre. Overall, yeah, you're right. And I tell you the other thing that I was saying last week was about metalcore means metal and hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, can we just not call this stuff metalcore? Yeah, because there's no there's no punk rock in this at all, is there? <laughs> and you know, there's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. So we either get some. No, it's they're they're a g- generic off. metal bands. It's it's yeah. just boring. It's not very yeah. interesting. Stop calling it metalcore. Got a bit of a minimal. anyway. Uh, but it's not completely rubbish. And it's if you like, if you no. like this sort of thing, you might quite like it. I reckon yeah. it's not gonna. You know. Anyway, that was uh, Helix by Crystal Lake. So the last album we're gonna do is by a band called Danger Face. The album is called Get Loud. It is the debut album from this band. They are from Norway. Uh, they are a punk rock band. Renfrey, I think that's fair to say. Isn't I think it? that's very they fair to say. Yes. Punk rock band uh you brought this in get loud by danger face what are you saying i brought this in because um i was asked to review this for metal hammer Mm. and um i pressed play on it and was just completely another utterly flabbergasted at how brilliant it is i think um and looking i i just i had never heard of this band um, this record's already out. This record came out 1st of February. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at their Spotify, they seem to have had, I think one of their one of their songs was playlisted. So they've got one song which has like tens of thousands of plays and then every other song on this record is like under a thousand plays. And I'm like, why? Because for me, this is like an amazing amalgamation of The Bronx, Cavell Attack, Hot Snakes, uh, Refused, um, and... Ghost of a Thousand, maybe, and quality. Gallows. Gallows. And quality-wise, considering it's a debut, we're not far off those bands either. I mean, I I, like... I think if you gave these songs to the Bronx and asked the Bronx to record them, and that was the Bronx Six, I think most people would be happy with it. You know what I mean? No, no, I think they are really good. These are really good songs. And this is a band who have... 150 odd followers on Twitter, 400 odd likes on Facebook. Mm. And I it just, I Googled um, this album and the band name and review. And there appear to be three reviews of this album and they're all in Norwegian. Oh, wow. So I wanted to bring it in because no one seems just to be talking. Translate them and then <laughs> file that for you and review, did you? No one seems to be talking about them. And... This is really good, right? Mate, this is not just me. I've written down gallows mixed with fun, right? (laughs) Because it's got like, you know, like cancer bats are fun. And I'll tell you who it reminds me of in a, but mixed with, because they were quite American. And this isn't, this doesn't really sound American. This does sound Scandinavian. It sounds like a Norwegian band. There are a whole bunch of Scandi rock bands. And and this has that very kind of Scandi sound to it. I think when you mentioned Cavell Attack, that is like probably the one, I reckon. But. There's an album that came out that some of you might remember from 2013. It was Full Blast Fuckery by Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, remember that yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an absolutely brilliant fucking album. And mm. then they released a shitty hard rock follow-up. And then they last year they released another album, which is just terrible. Absolutely, completely terrible. Like trying to sound like fucking the Bloodhound Gang or something. It's ridiculous. Rubbish. Mm. A really, really bad thing to do. So I was like, well, Wilson are fucked. They've gone now, though. We've still got that first album, which is amazing. Mm. Um, which is just like... sort of rock and roll guitar licks, like pump full of grease and punk rock attitude and screaming like he's got... He's got a real 
Frank, he's like from when Frank was on um, Orchestra of Wolves, the singer from this, yep. he kind of reminds me of a kind of Norwegian version of Orchestra of Wolves era Frank Carter. He's got a real like bite in his voice. He's got mm -hmm. a real like, can, one of those ones you can hear the vocal cords like tearing. Yeah, as, as razor singing, sharp. Razor sharp. Yeah. But the licks and the riffs mm -hmm. and the, 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 the kind of the propulsion in this music, it's, it's really, really fucking good. I mean, it is, it's 37 minutes long. Exactly. Um, exactly yeah, 37 exactly minutes 30 long. Minutes. What was the song that was the big one? Apocalypse on the Radio? Uh, Let It Burn. All right, well, that's the next one. Apocalypse on the Radio. It's fucking massive, it's isn't it? fucking massive. What I a tune. Like, wow. Because it starts off with 15 seconds, the yeah. opening track, and it's just like, ah! And then they're in, <laughs> yeah. and you just go, oh, Jesus. But yeah. then, and I thought, like, oh, it's going to be kind of quite a scratchy punk rock album, because it's, it's great. It's a great, like, full-throttled opener. Yeah. But then they hit you with, like an actual song yeah. like a massive huge banger that you're like fucking hell this yeah. band are you know a great like they can do like you say the, like the Bronx is the is you know the, is the the standard everyone's aiming for yeah and they get on the day of the album get within touching distance they of it get, they fucking did, good that's man. exactly what I thought I thought they are within touching distance of the Bronx on their debut and I think mm. that is I, I don't know why no one else is talking about it. Um, I, I, I think I think this record is fucking awesome. That's um, great. I wanted to give it a nine for Hammer. I mean, I don't know if they'll let me, um, but I really wanted to. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I just I just think it's so impressive, and they have again, like funnily enough, similar to Crystal Lake, but so much better. They have these amazing surprises in their songs. Mm. So they go into these little deviations that you're not expecting them to go in, like Apocalypse. What's the Apocalypse song? Apocalypse. Apocalypse uh, hold on. It's just gone. Apocalypse on the radio. Apocalypse on the radio goes into this. It's almost, you know, those like baseball chants at um, uh, uh, baseball games. There we go. Mm. Like, da -da 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 -da. it goes yeah. into this really jaunty, odd yeah, thing yeah. right at the end, but it sounds fucking cool and it mm. really, really works. And there's like bits of piano on it that work really well. And just one note just played ferociously fast and stuff. Like, go with the flow style, yeah. Queens of Stone. Scandinavian bands have this real cool thing where they like kind of appropriate uh, American culture really well don't they yeah like kind of rock and roll yeah they seem to do rock and roll better than yeah like really kind of Americana rock and roll better than American bands do I it's think, weird I think it is cultural appropriation and they should be made to not be allowed to do that but well, uh, you know but without you know, cultural appropriation you don't get you know like anything? Rate, anything interesting at all so you know that's nonsense um but um you know, some people call it cultural appropriation. I call it sharing ideas between people. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a really phenomenal debut. Like, I, I and, and I think it is brilliant throughout. I don't think it has any weak tracks on it. I don't think it dips. I think the songs at the end are as good as the songs at the beginning. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really glad you like it. I was a bit worried because Wait, I can't believe you'd I, be worried about this. this I was is a fucking slam dunk. I was only, run. I was only worried because you know, when you get those bands and you adore it, what you know, when you look it up and you look around and you see that no one's talking about it and you're kind of like, is it just me that thinks this is absolutely amazing? I'm just, they're on a small label though, aren't they? No, they're on a tiny label. They're on a tiny and, label, and, and like no one's heard of them. I'd not even heard of their um, heard of them. PR company, to be to be frank. Yeah, so you know. um, but yeah, but um, yeah, this is 
really good. It is excellent, and you should listen to it. It's yeah. called Get Loud by Danger Face. It's by far the album of the week, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that Rotten I, Christ I really, cool, really but... like the Rotten Christ album a lot, but I think I will probably listen to this more because I've got lots of Rotten Christ albums that I will yeah, listen to. Yeah, well. I think this will be a... Uh, yeah, I think I'll be listening to this all year. Mm, yeah, it's very good. Say that much. It's very good. Anyway, that's it from us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Next week, we're going to be reviewing a new album from Dream Theater, yeah. Prog Time. Prog. And, um, I mean, I'm going to drop this on you right now. We might go and pick up on some albums that we haven't because there's not a lot out next week, is there? Maybe we can either bring something forward, which you haven't discussed yet, yeah. or pick up some of the albums that we've missed the twilight sad Could a take. lot of people have told us that we haven't reviewed and we should really review the specials oh yeah good shout yeah i think um because they're a legendary band so we'll probably be doing that next week musicism.net is the place to go riot in capitals at checkout to get 25 percent off all courses for musicians uh singers songwriters producers guitarists lads and lasses all <laughs> across the world of music enjoy that and we'll be back next week oh yeah. buy a buy t-shirt some, yeah. or a buy merch, some merch. right act or, or a something merch. just google right act she's lazy um <laughs> all right anyway thanks for everybody thanks for coming down it's all right it's been lovely to see you it's nice to see you too see you mate